In the first parable, what was lost? Thank you, the sheep. Who went looking for the sheep? In the second parable, what was lost? Who went looking for the coin? In the third parable, what was lost? Who went looking for the son? Every once in a while, the people who put the Bible together make a mistake. I'm not saying there's a mistake in the Bible. I'm saying like the people who write out the headings and divide things up. It is my belief like way deep down to my core that this was never, ever, ever supposed to be three parables. This was supposed to be one parable that got divided up into three. Because Jesus was this amazing storyteller. And he tells this story, and if you remember what was first read, is he's talking to the Pharisees, and he is saying, this is lost, and this is found, this is lost, this is found. And then he gets to this story that we know so well, the story of the prodigal. And my answer is, no one goes looking for the younger brother. And you are absolutely right. The father is looking out the window and waiting and waiting and waiting. But there is someone who was supposed to go out looking for his younger brother. The older brother who was so angry, it couldn't have been more obvious to who Jesus was talking to. He was talking to the Pharisees. You are the older brother. You have it all figured out. You have it buttoned up. You know the law backwards and forwards. You do it all right. And you have got so many brothers and sisters out there who are lost, who desperately need you. They would have gotten it like this because he wouldn't have told just the prodigal story. He told them all three in a row. And the first two are really easy and short, if you notice. Something's lost, someone goes looking for it. Something's lost, someone goes looking for it. The first one's pretty important, a sheep, but it's a sheep. The next one's a coin, big deal. And then it's this brother, someone that we love so much. I know for me, this story resonates so, so much, and it maybe resonates for you, because we've all been the older brother. And if we're honest, we've all been the younger brother. But for me, this story resonates a lot because I'm the kid in my family, even though I'm the youngest, I did a lot of things right, I became a pastor. And my brother, who is the oldest, took a long time to figure out how to do life. And so when I read this story, I get all jumbled up and I try to figure out who I am in the story. Um, and I thought I had it pretty figured out. I thought I was good. I thought I had a lot of grace and all of that. And then part of my journey 
in getting ready for seminary, going on internship, is I took a class called CPE, which stands for Clinical Pastoral Education. Um, and what you do is you learn how to go to hospitals, how to um, visit people when they are sick. And I found out I really liked doing that, but a huge part of the class is meeting with a group of people, there were six of us, and you have this director who helps you. Our helper was Janet, and she would meet with me about every other week in my office at Christ Presbyterian Church, and I would have to write up kind of what was going on in my life at the time. And for whatever reason, uh, we met twice right around Christmas and Thanksgiving, and I started talking about, in my time with her, my brother, and how at Thanksgiving and Christmas, he just, he never helps out. He doesn't, like, go out of his way to, like, do dishes and all this stuff, and sometimes he pouts, and I, I was sharing that with her, and she just nodded and listened, and, and, she, and she asked me a few questions, and she had this way of just sort of, like, in this beautiful way, she would just like take this dagger and like just go right to my heart. Um, but she did it with a great amount of love. And she said, she says, Kyle, who are you in your family? I said, what do you mean? Well, what role do you play in your family? I said, I don't know. Well, who, who are you? I said, well, I'm kind of the peacemaker. I try to make things kind of okay. And she's like, She's like, do you ever screw up in your family? And I like sat there for a while and like, I'm sure I have. She's named me a time. Name me a time when you've screwed up in your family. And I sat there for a long time and I wasn't coming up with anything. And she's like, she's like, Kyle, from what you've told me, she's like, you're kind of like the golden child in your family. She's like, you, you don't make mistakes. She's like, you do, but like from what, from what you've told me, like you really love your parents and they seem to really love you, but you've told me about your brother. He, he kind of seems like the black sheep of your family. And I said, that's, that's probably true. She said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think it's like for him to, to be at your house at Christmas time? I mean, like, you can kind of feel the heaviness in the room right now, but, like, it was just me and her in the office at Christ Presbyterian Church, and I'm like, I wanted to die because <laughs> she could not have been more right or more convicting, and I just sat there and fought back tears, and she said, you can cry, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I started really crying, and she said, Kyle, she said, your brother, he maybe doesn't help with the dishes because he has screwed up so many times that when he goes home to Christmas, he just wants it to be Christmas and he's maybe afraid of making a mistake or being told we don't put that there. And so he just doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything.
And she said, she said, have you ever asked your brother to help? And you can tell from my emotion. I looked at her and I said, I said, no, I haven't. <clears throat> she said, you might want to give that a try. That might work. Okay, I think I'm good now, all right. Um, so the next time we were all together, it was Easter. And I said, Eric, do you wanna help me with the dishes? And he said, sure. <laughs> Seriously, it was like, dipshit. And it's, it's a small thing, but it's a huge thing. Like, like the last few years, because this was like five years ago, he helps out <laughs> with the dishes. <laughs> and, and it's funny, like, <clears throat> like, kind of people notice and stuff, but I felt like I had all this grace for my brother, but I really truly didn't. I put him in a box, like... We put people in boxes. And she was so helpful to me to realize that I was doing that. And that is what happens to the older brother in the story. You feel like you have it all figured out and you don't realize that you have things so boxed in so carefully that you don't have room for people who don't. You're not running for your brother who is lost. And Jesus couldn't be making it more clear. Run. When, when someone is lost, especially someone that you love, you are supposed to just run after them and look for them in every nook and cranny. It doesn't matter how disgusting the filth is that they have found themselves in. Go running after them. This story was for the older brother. You could easily call it the prodigal of the older brother as much as you call it the story of the younger prodigal. We all have someone in our life who we would love to have know more about Jesus. Every single one of us. And I... I feel the Holy Spirit saying, we want to invite them. We want to invite them to the party. The Father is obviously God in this story. And another thing when Jesus told this story that would have been ridiculous to the Pharisees is the Father running. It would have been ridiculous to the Pharisees because who they described as the father was this very rich man. 
he would have had huge long robes. And in that culture, in that day, men like that didn't run. They didn't need to run. They had people run for them. So this ridiculous image of this old man lifting up his robe and running for his son with wild abandon and throwing his arms around him and weeping. It would have shaken a few feathers and it would have made people realize, wow, something different is happening. So, as, uh, as we go into small groups, we're not going to do right this second, um, I want you to be thinking about who is someone that you would love to have know more about Jesus? Who is someone who um, the Holy Spirit whispers to you? Um, because we all have that in us. We all have that ability to be the older brother. And the other thing is, is we all have that ability to be the younger one, to be the screw up, and to need to go running into the arms of our Heavenly Father and be held and be told it's going to be okay. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to go into our small groups. And um, before I pray, I'm just going to tell us what we're going to do. We're actually going to pray in our small groups. And I'm going to ask that you, um, if you haven't yet, um, in your small group, if people would like to, just share something that they like prayer for moving forward as uh, they think about what the Holy Spirit is doing in their life this week and moving forward what they would like the Holy Spirit to maybe be doing. If you would like, you can share someone that uh, you would really love to invite to something like this or invite to the party. Um, and then pray together. Uh, whoever feels led to pray, who wants to pray. And uh, we'll go into a time of prayer. Let's pray. God of grace, God of prodigals, young and old, we thank you for your great gift to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you don't leave us alone. We thank you that we were lost and we are found. But we pray, Lord Jesus, because, like Karina said, we don't always make the best decisions. And we can get lost pretty quickly. And we all need to be found. And so I pray that we would come together. I pray that your Holy Spirit would invade this place. And that we would be listening. That we would be awake to your Spirit that we would 
wonder and that we would have a heart of flesh that beats for you and beats for others and goes out looking. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you not only come to us, but that we would experience you, that we would feel you, and that we would feel your embrace. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for our children. We thank you for our brothers and sisters. I pray, Lord Jesus, for the people that we hold in our hands. We know that you are sovereign and bigger. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would walk with us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.